Knights HQ, brought to you by Maxwell Recruitment and Training. Highly skilled labour hire and real-world training for engineering, trades and construction. G'day and welcome to episode 14 of the pod, brought to you by our friends at Maxwell Recruitment and Training. Highly skilled labour hire and real-world training for engineering, trades and construction. Well, you'll work all year to be involved in September. You can smell it, it's finals footy. The Knights, well, they went to the party last year, but we just didn't stay for long enough. So this year, the intention is to stay a whole heap longer. No better people to tell us all about finals than my co-host, once again, Alex McKinnon. And today, we're going to be joined by the GM of football at the Newcastle Knights, Danny Baderas. Now, you think footy, you think finals, you think Danny Baderas. You want him in your trenches, and the Knights have got him there as the head of their football we're going to talk all things Sunday afternoon. All focus will be on a little uh, North Queensland town in Rockhampton. It'll be damn hot. It'll be good footy and the Parramatta Reels will be a really good challenge for the Newcastle Knights. And before we do that, I love giving things away and I want to announce the fifth and final winner of the $50 Knights Shop voucher. Congratulations to Costa Wilson. You've won a $50 voucher for the Knights Shop. Keep an eye on your Instagram DMs because the club will be in contact very shortly. And don't forget, at the back end of this show, we'll be giving away a 2022 Knights signed jersey for the very lucky winner. So make sure you're listening right to the very end. It's finals time. Where else would you want to be? Let's let it rip. Be quick and grab an official O'Neill's fan pack with all of your favourites in one convenient bundle. Pack includes a Knights men's away jersey, navy media polo, training t-shirt, lightweight jacket and more. Buy online at shop.newcastleknights.com.au. Only $199.95. You save $265.05. Hurry only while stock lasts. Welcome back, Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights. Well, I'm excited. Not only can I smell semi-finals footy because it is September and the Knights are into the finals, my co-host today, Alex McKinnon, I know he gets excited when finals comes, and our special guest will be super excited, the great Danny Baderas joining us. So, boys, welcome on board and how exciting is finals footy? Excited, mate, very excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be on your podcast here, Frank, but September footy, very honoured to be involved and it's great to be a part of, yeah, footy this time of the year. It's, it's unique. Everyone's up in this lovely state of yours, Queensland, and it's treated as well. So looking forward to Sunday afternoon at Rockhampton. Let's knock it over straight away, Macker. He gives me a hard time because I'm a proud Queenslander. You blues don't accept us Queenslanders very well. Have you got the same dislike for Queenslanders, Macker? It's funny, mate. Some of my best mates are Queenslanders. I don't know how it's ended up that way. But you guys have definitely saved our ass at the moment up there, so... Um, we can't necessarily be too dirty. Have you settled at all yet, Bedsy? Have you got some sort of liking for Queensland now you've spent a couple of months here? I do, mate. I actually do. When you go to anywhere that needs your address, they do look at you differently if, if you're from New South Wales <laughs> and you say you're from Newcastle. So, But, mate, they're, uh, you're, you're right. They've saved the game. And to get up here amongst the weather, it's been amazing, really. It's been a, an amazing experience. And, yeah, Queensland have saved the day, it's, as they do plenty of times, Frankie. Oh, I love it. We, yeah, we kept the best till last. Beds, we're very excited to have you on Knights HQ. We have been chasing you all year. Finally, now I've got you in the bubble. We've pinned you down. And Mac has got some really important information he's going to ask you today. So I hope you're up for it. Like I said, I'm in Queensland. I'm right up. I'm right up for it, mate. Let's let's go. Looking forward to it. All right, let's start with this, Macker. I'll start with you. Look back on round 24. It was a vitally important clash against the Titans and the Knights did it down the back stretch. Yeah, it's, it's correct, mate. Really important match there. We're lucky enough to get away with the win and at a time where it was a little bit under pressure, 
But you were lucky enough to get the win there, which is really important that put us in a position to obviously be where we are on the weekend. Junior's good in those clutch moments, Beds. He, he come up with a field goal, but not only the field goal, there was a number of great touches in that game. It was great, Junior, wasn't he? That, that 40-20 and the try-saver down that, that right right side and it just shows you his hamstring is back to full strength. That was obviously made the tackle, but understanding that he's injury-free and he's playing some really good footy. But as you say, it always comes down to moments and being a hooker and it's probably gone under the radar a little bit, but I thought Braley's pass for that kick, all those little skills and tech- techniques are needed and Brails is in good form and I know we might talk about it later in the show, but um, it's great to see that he's on board for a few more years as a Newcastle Knight. Yeah, it's exciting times, Macca. There's a real connection with this group up here. They've got to know each other well, they're challenging each other well and they're performing on the field. Yeah, from an outsider being down Newcastle, so I can witness the same thing and I think it's been quite special the last two years being able to have that opportunity to I suppose be in isolation and really concentrate on their footy and come together as a group. I think obviously going up to Queensland has given you the opportunity to do that and you can really see and also hear with the group chats and that type of stuff how connected you guys have become and it's important mate and it's really good that most of the players will be still here next year and for years to come and Adam gets to spend more time with his staff and with his players and can only benefit. If we look then forward to round 25, the review there, whilst the result might say that there was a loss there, Bed, gee, there were some good signs to come out of that game. Yeah, a lot of commentary around how we've attacked this year and there's a lot more to come out after that game. I guess defensively were some some issues in around, you know, just some decisions that were made from the guys that are probably there week in, week out, but they're easily fixed because they all know how to fix those. They just got caught with different relationships and different combinations that we did have in that game because, you know, back row was defending with someone they haven't defended with. Um, I was really excited to see so many of the younger guys that are going to take the club forward, Jaira and uh, Simi Sasaga. And oh, they're just two names that I thought played really well. Basami Solo come off the bench and uh, had a real impact. And Josh King, he, I know he's leaving the club, but it was great to see him play long minutes. So a lot of these guys, Jack Johns, had a lot of footy as well. And, you see him getting better and better as, you know, these guys, some of these guys haven't played for a long, long time. Pasami's had one game in, in you know, eight months and Jack Johns wouldn't have played much. So to see him get out there playing some good quality footy and come home in the back end, it was exciting to see. Yeah, that's combining some thoughts that you raised last uh, podcast as well, Macca, just that lack of footy. And that was really shown on the weekend, the challenge that came having not had that platform to launch from. Yeah, I completely agree with what you're saying there, Bedsy, and, I suppose last week when we did talk about that, I was quite, I highlighted obviously the issue of the lack of football. In reflection on that, it also, I like to think on things 360 and go, they've also had the opportunity to be educated. They've been healthy. They've been able to train at a high standard. Our strength conditioning staff has probably been able to get a lot, lot into those guys and make sure they're training at a professional standard and making sure that they're able to be improve the things that they haven't been able to do. And sometimes when you're in season, particularly playing with reserve grades, you're not able to do that. You're either injured or you're backing up from a game and usually you start your week, you're not able to get as much in as normal. These guys are able to train at a higher standard in the, at the start of the week and really control the energy for our senior playing group. And as much as there is a disadvantage, I suppose my mindset now is kind of flipped to, okay, what positives have come from it? And you saw on the weekend some guys who were healthy and when they got their opportunity, they actually presented something and they showed something, which it actually quite excited me, mate. I was was a little bit nervous going into that game, to be honest. For example, someone like Jaira, who hasn't played a lot of footy, I was worried about his ball control and certain things like that. But, mate, he... 
I was so excited for someone like Jairo to play. Basami, um, off the back of a scrimmage the week before, he was exciting. He brought a lot of energy and enthusiasm. Simi raises so many questions and just positions that he could play in the future. There was just so many different touches of brilliance, which made me go, okay, there's something here. You know what I mean? As much as it was a little bit clunky and connections and combinations struggled sometimes, it was also exciting. And like I said in the previous weeks, Frankie, these players are getting longer minutes. So if we do need them in the semifinals, they've played their minutes. They're going to be able to perform and um, bringing those senior players back in. It's, it's quite exciting. Yeah, do you share the same excitement, Beds? Yeah, I do. Absolutely, I do. I, um, you know, the, the jewel in the crown is always going to be our development and how we develop our players. And you now we're always trying to evolve that space at the moment. It's you now it's been two years. I really feel for some of these guys with their footy and you got to keep them interested somehow, and especially these guys up here that we're trying to get them scrimmages against other clubs. Like we've had the, we had an inter-club hub scrimmage like two weeks ago, and it was bizarre. Like we we merged with the Melbourne Storm, the Roosters, Panthers, and Manly merged together in one team, and we played sort of it was about three fifteen-minute thirds, and it was interesting. Like the Melbourne boys, you saw Jack Johns passing to Cooper Johns, Cooper to Jack. And it was a bizarre situation. There's been so much uniqueness about the last two years. And uh, once they get into some routine, hopefully in the future, you'll really see some of these guys progress and start to fulfill some of their potential. I love the fact that the brothers still were able to give each other a bit of feedback. There's one stage there where Jack wanted the ball. And remember, Jack's in a Newcastle Knights jersey and Cooper Johns is in a Melbourne Storm jersey. Jack gave a bit of feedback and wanted the pill. That was a... It was nice to see they still had the rivalry. I couldn't believe poor Dom Young, our young 18-year-old uh, right winger from England. I don't think any of the players told him about George Tafua. So George <laughs> Tafua is well-renowned for just coming off and Tafua the skewer. And um, I think he got introduced to poor Dom very quickly. But Dom held his own and got one back on him. So, But, yeah, I would have hoped one of the boys would have told him about Big George. Yeah, have, you, have you spoken to Dommy since, Macca? Did, did he tell you to go and pick his rib cage up? He was a little bit disappointed, to be honest. He, he played in that game at right centre and he definitely got found out in a couple of situations. But I think a lot of those things can be learned through education and, and just playing. But yeah, he definitely has sore ribs, I'll tell you that. As Bedsy said, he had lots of good touches as well. He hadn't played a lot of footy for a while. So uh, the scrimmage has been part of the uniqueness of what we've had up here, remembering we're in the bubble on the Sunshine Coast. We're recording this via Zoom as Mac is back there in Newcastle. And I think that itself will explain the weirdness of the back end of the season. The good news is we're heading into finals. So when we started all those months ago in pre-season, this is where we wanted to be. So the boys are primed and ready to go. We'll take a break. On the other side of the break, we'll have a look at the recovery unit. Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights. Support the red and blue and stay safe with the Knights reversible triple-layered face mask featuring breathable material and a comfortable nose wire. Available online at shop.newcastleknights.com.au. Welcome back, Knights HQ, the official podcast, the only one to tune into for all your Knights news. My co-host Alex McKinnon and special guest Denny Badiris, the GM of footy. This report has been really enjoyable the last few podcasts because the list is pretty light, the recovery report. And if you want to check out some more, check out the Knights website for a full detailed recovery report. Uh, this week, it's pretty narrow. There is a... Lachlan Fitzgibbon continues to progress through after some surgery and doing a good job getting ready for the start of next preseason. Chris Randall, unfortunately, picked up a, a broken thumb in the game against the Broncos. Betsy, I might bring you in on that one, being a hooker playing 70-odd minutes with a broken thumb. That, that's pretty damn tough. He's a tough kid, Chrissy. A local boy out of, out of Belmont. He's, 
just waiting for his opportunity. You talk about those guys haven't played much footy. Wherever he's been asked to play around, he's played, he's scored a try. Like I said, 70 minutes with a busted thumb. One of our doctors this year has just come on board. He wants to be involved in the sporting space, but he just can't believe uh, some of the guys, the, the pain thresholds they have got and throw Brabham Best in there. There's, you know, the pain threshold's crazy. And, and Chris did an amazing job to, to know that we had to get through that game with limited subs. And, you know, we, we took... Kalen and, and Mitchell Pierce off. So we only virtually had six six reserves or six subs. So we did a great job to stay out there. A lot of credit to Chris. Yeah, great job by Randy. Also, Bradman Best, you touched on that. He had 14 stitches in a, a suture into his lip after the game. So he continues to play through that pain barrier as well. He's fine. In some longer news or some, some longer forecast, Daniel Saifidi's had that high-grade high MCL. Doing a really good job, DSAF. He's progressed through all the different challenges and getting some contact now. He'll be given right up to the game. And it's always been the focus to play in this game. So we're hoping Daniel will get there. So also Sue had a slight hamstring tightness. So a bit of noise around that hamstring in the captain's zone. So took the conservative one and took him out of the game. And the last one was big clammy. He got some ribs during the game on the weekend. I went off. And one thing we know about Clem Macker is he's as tough as old boots. He'll do everything he can to be out there. And if anyone can play with ribs... I reckon Clem would be the man. It's definitely not easy to play with sore ribs, and you can just see there's no prisoners in rugby league. Old Alex Glenn liked to strip the ball off when he was pretty much fall over to his knees. But, yeah, that was an interesting one, to be honest. I don't know how, how he's going to handle it. Obviously, they will repair a little bit, but I'm sure a little bit of medication will put him in a good position. But that whole forward pack and benches, it's a, it's a topic for discussion around little injuries and opportunity. And like I said before, someone like Jaira, if the opportunity presents himself, um, I don't think he would look out of place out there playing a different role to some of those players. So I think we're in a good position either way. It's a great segue, Macca, because on the other side of the break, we're going to dive deep into the semifinals and see how the Knights are preparing to take on the Parramatta Reels. Week one of the semifinals, it's exciting stuff. Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights. Be quick and grab an official O'Neill's fan pack with all of your favourites in one convenient bundle. Pack includes a Knights men's away jersey, navy media polo, training t-shirt, lightweight jacket and more. Buy online at shop.newcastleknights.com.au. Only $199.95. You save $265.05. Hurry only while stock lasts. Welcome back, Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights, brought to you by our good friends at Maxwell Recruitment and Training, providing engineering and construction labour to the hunter for over a decade. Check this out. Last year alone, they supplied over 210,000 labour hours with zero lost time injuries. So we thank them for supporting us all year. It's been a hell of a journey in our first year. It's been great to have Maxwell Recruitment and Training on board. Speaking on board, my co-pilot today, Alex McKinnon. We's a second game here on the podcast. We're very excited to have Macker on. And our special guest is the GM of footy, Danny Badiris. All right, boys, we're into the main meal now. Now we're going to dive deep into a really deep preview into the most exciting time of the year, being finals footy. Macker, I'll start with you. How do you feel the Knights' momentum is heading into this semi-final series? I think on the back of a few consecutive wins, obviously dropping last week, but I thought the effort was there in comparison to the weeks before. I think we put ourselves in a really good position, mate. In reflection of last year in the same position, I felt we kind of stumbled in with a few injuries and I suppose with the lack of healthy bodies. Across the whole board, Caelan was a bit injured. He didn't play Origin after the end of last year. And I think our, you don't like to say it, but I think our really key positions 
are healthy. And I'm really excited to see Jaden Braley play a final series in the Knights jersey. Um, a healthy Kalen Ponga. And like we seen last week, a really healthy Mitchell Pearce and Jake Clifford. It's exciting to see that group roll into a semi-final series, particularly going up against a team with which I truly believe was their best matchup, in my opinion. If you could choose on who we would have played against, Parramatta probably would have been the team that I think we best suit. And I think we've put ourselves in a really good position and a lot of the staff should be obviously really happy about that position. But I'll ask you that question. If you cast your mind back to round 14 after the Bunnies, I think we're sitting something like 14th, come home in a reset 10-week competition. Adam spoke about to reset. The boys did a good job of that and flew home seven and three. Yeah, definitely, Frank. We've, got, we've finally got some cohesion in our team and Alex just alluded to the fact that having us you know, nine, six, seven, one together, you know, I, I, I nearly throw a 13 in there now. That's, that's such an important position and Connor's starting to distribute the ball and I think still understanding how we want to play in the identity. I know it's semi-final times, but I like that fact in a way and a lot of people, and maybe I'm just being a little bit biased in the fact and trying to give myself confidence and one red eye, one blue eye. But I think our, you know, our footy, you know, it's it's such a, a thing in semifinals, you get to a period where you don't know what's coming. I think we know what's sort of coming in from the other teams, but for us, if we can really click and get it in the, in the space that we need to and, and understand where we can go, because it's there, the framework's there, it just needs to all come together because I don't think we have seen our team play um, anywhere near their, their capacity and, and nowhere near 100%. So I'm excited. It's frustrating that we don't see that week in, week out, but once it does click, I think we'll see some impressive uh, some performances. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And I loved your point before, Macca, about Jaden Braley. I've got to ask the old, the night's greatest ever hooker, Danny Medeiros, how do you view what Macca spoke about and the impact that Brails has? Yeah, I love watching Brails. He's He competes, he plays 80 minutes, he's evolving as a skipper and finding that voice. And at, at the same time, sometimes you're loudest. He allows his voice is your actions. And you know, that's one thing that Jaden does is, is speak, speak with his actions. And I wouldn't say I was too dissimilar to that either. Like, a, you don't need to be that, that person that bosses people around. You can do that with your actions. And, and Jaden does that. He's got the C next to his name. He's, you know, he's really excited to lead this team into a semi-final series. And you know, coming off last year where he's, he was injured the whole year and all of a sudden he's you know, in the semi-final series. He signed a new contract. You know, he's living a bit of a dream and um, I'm glad he's in the red and blue. You made me think before in regards to talking about the last 10 games and, and Adam's plan um, on those last 10 games. I'll never forget after that break, sitting in his office before you guys relocated and him detailing that to me. And you love to give your coach some confidence, but, man, I was a bit nervous, to be honest. A lot of injuries, a lot of uncertainty. Jake Clifford had only just arrived. Kalen was out with his abductor. I was, I was really worried, mate, hoping that we'd make the eight. But to see the group come together, the way that he's led the club throughout these last 10 weeks, I think it should be really applauded, to be honest. And I think the way the the team played, yes, it didn't play a flamboyant style, but coming from the position that we did, we played a really controlled style. And I think that's kind of put us in the position that we are. Obviously, defensively, we've made a lot of improvements. And I think our our style is starting to, to, to evolve. And when it's all on the line, which it will be on the weekend, I think a few offloads go our way, we defend the way that we have, we build that pressure, I really think some players could come into the game and break it up. And let's not forget that there are some young players that Parramatta are playing as well. Hayes Dunster's only in his second year, he's below 20 games. Will Penasini, the centre, is only five games into his NRL career. They're missing Marcus Sivo. 
Campbell Gillard is looking like he's going to return, but he hasn't played many games. So, yes, we can always look at the teams we're playing against in the semi-final, but I think if we can really perform and, and be comfortable with the position that we go in, I think we could put ourselves in a good position come half-time, come 20 minutes to go. Exactly, mate. I think for us, it's you don't have to be that flamboyant style. And once once it does click, but it's moments, you know, you don't have to have that yet. The framework is there, but at the same time, it might be just as simple as pushing into a hole and offload into a right pass and that is one part of our game from last week we need to improve is that last pass that execution of that last pass and you don't get many opportunities in semi-finals and when you do get an opportunity you have to ice it because it doesn't give you that right that to me when, you, when you're down in that, that opposition's end that you're going to score you've got to be patient you've got to make sure that's you know, there's a lot of time up your sleeve to making sure you don't have to rush and you know, it's just about building pressure in that situation so I think for the team this week is to take the good out of what's happened the last 10 weeks and, and progress and, and really be excited to be and, and be here and bounce in. And that's, uh, you can feel that, that excitement in the last 48 hours. I think in last week's game, mate, you saw in the first half, Kalen found himself in some, I suppose, positions that's exciting and probably some attacking points on the field that he hasn't been in the last few weeks. So for me, I saw him be really demanding and really enthusiastic to get the ball and find himself in that left-hand side of the field, which he probably hasn't got himself to that much. I saw him, he played a, a short side on the right-hand side of the, at the start of the game, which was really exciting. Things like that, when you've got Tyson Frizzell, Barnett, Heimel Hunt to finish, Jaden Braley passing in the ball, it really excited me because I went, okay, Kalen's finding himself in these positions now, which he hasn't the last few weeks. When you bring the whole team back together, if he finds himself in those positions again, for me, that's where the money is with him in those positions. And it was really exciting. I know one of the balls didn't get executed but went outside the field. But it's exciting for me because I go, okay, he can see it. That means next week he can put himself in that position again. And hopefully it push, puts us in a position to, to be successful. So true, mate. Kalen, his relationship with his back rowers is important. How close do you get to Kalen and how much timing? I think with KP, you just got to let him do a lot of work for you and then you know, either change a line or there's a lot of practice, I reckon, to play with KP. Now that they're all starting to play together, it's, it might take a bit of time, but there's no time now. This We're speaking about um, you know, our identity and how we want to play, but there's no time now. It's about... This is what we've all trained for since October, the players. And late October, it's been a lot of work. There's been a lot of ups and downs. There's been a lot of injuries. There's been issues within COVID again. But it all comes down to Sunday, uh, 4.05 at Rockhampton. It's a venue we've all never been to. It's going to be so dissimilar. But, you know, we've had to go to games this year where we've only had 60 minutes to get ready. Some of these guys religiously had to have two hours. They had to have two hours preparation to get to to the shed. But... We've had games where we've had to get there 60 minutes and this will be the no difference on, on Sunday. We're going to arrive, get up there early during the day, we'll go to a hotel and we'll probably just hang out there and we'll get there again and just go into the ground and get it done because the sheds aren't that big and now it's Rockhampton at its best. It's going to be very hot. It's going to be a um, you know 3,000 people there in a real small regional facility. So it's going to be pretty cool. It's funny you say that, Ben, because it makes me reflect on my own journey and your own preparation into games. Like you're saying, there's a lot of uncontrollables there. The boys have been forced to be prepared, forced to reduce their time to get ready, live with each other, be into games a lot quicker. I can only imagine it would be a good thing for some of these players because I know the personality of the group and you kind of get stuck in the same way of doing the same thing. So I, I can only imagine that it would be a benefit. Hopefully 
going into next season that they adapt some of these things that they've learned because they've, they've got a bit of a they've got some good things out of that change of routine for the both the parts of the last two seasons. Yeah, there's no doubt, mate. You had to be agile in the last two years, and that's management, that's coaches, yeah. that's players, that's the game, and all you're doing is following orders. And there's only one thing you can control as players is obviously I'm not a player, but I'm trying to help them control is get on the field. Once you get on the field, you can control that because that's that's you and those other the twelve players going at it, yeah. especially the guys coming off the bench as well. It's you're going hard, and it's down to you guys. And that's probably the only thing at times that is familiar and and makes uh, makes sense because that's what you do for a living, and that's why you're here in this situation. It's, it's so unique. The Knights HQ podcast is brought to you by Maxwell Recruitment and Training, providers of engineering and construction labour to the hunter for over a decade. Last year alone, they supplied over 210,000 labour hours with zero lost time injuries. They're also the industry's only labour hire provider based in the region with a registered training organisation on the same premises to improve safety for workers and clients. For highly skilled labour hire and real-world training in engineering, trades and construction, check out Maxwell Recruitment and Training. The Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights, brought to you by Maxwell Recruitment and Training, Danny Badiris and Alex McKinnon, working through a deep preview for the Knights as they take on the Parramatta Eels. Rockhampton, 4.05 Sunday afternoon. There's nowhere else to be in central Queensland. I can guarantee a couple of things for you. It'll be either really hot or really hot and wet, or if not both of those two, because it sits right on the arterial basin, Rocky, and I think you're only going there if you really have to. No, no, no. I know we've got Rockhampton <laughs> people listening in and people from our club from Rocky, but uh, it's exciting times. Boys, let's look at the Parramatta Reels. Um, Macker, I'll start with you. How do you sum them up? Where do you attack them? Where's the opportunities? I think if I think of Parramatta as, a, as their season, they've been really strong with their backfield carries. I know this guy isn't playing, but... This has been their identity for the last two years, mate. They've, they've been able to complete high. Mitchell Moses kicks really good in the corners and has a really good finish to his set. Usually, Mike Acevo and Fergo are really good backfield carriers, and so is Clint Gutherson. He's, he, he's a tireless worker, very good positional play, and he's able to get his team on the front foot. So, in my belief, that's how they usually play. They play a an up-speed game, they rely on their back three to carry really hard and then they kick and they try and wait for the opportunity to present themselves. And obviously, Mike Acevo's not there now, so they've had to adjust a little bit. And one of the things that I've seen the last few weeks is Mitchell Moses and um, Dylan Brown have actually swapped sides. So at the start of the year, Dylan Brown was on the right side and Mitchell Moses on the left and they tried to bring themselves into the game, but it didn't really work. So I've actually liked the last few weeks how they've swapped and they've played a lot better together. So there probably won't be a lot of footage on that for Adam and that to coach up. But again, trying to focus on our own things is really important and trying to control that field position and where we finish the end of their set and our kick is probably something which has kind of evolved over the last few months, um, bringing Jake Clifford into the game. And I think that's probably one of the biggest things that we can do if we're able to execute our end of tackle sets, whether that's building pressure in good ball, whether that's our yardage sets, being able to really hang our hat on that and give them the ball back, which puts us in the position to put pressure on them. I think we've got the teammate to really do it and the forward pack to do it because I think that's how we've got ourselves in the position that we have now. I'm trying to force those opportunities and create them with the ball, kicking, 
And I think Bedsy would attest to that in, in the big games, but the end of tackle sets is, is so, so, so important. It is. And, and you know, both sides of the ball there, Maka, I think our back three doing a really good job catching the balls, but, you know, defending kicks is important, but also, um, you know, you kick pressure and how you how you stop them from putting pressure on you with their kicks. So it's such a big part of the game now. And I want to talk a little bit about off the field now and the coaches, you know, two great mates in Adam and, and Brad Arthur. So I'm looking forward to that. And there's no coaches boxes there. So at Rockhampton, so it's going to be hilarious. Uh, they'll be what do you mean? Crowd what do you mean? Off. There's, no, there's no coaches boxes there, but that's okay. It'll, it'll be an interesting afternoon, but yeah, I know they're very close and Adam and, I think Brad have played together up in Cairns and they're both from Baton's Bay. So, you know, it's going to be interesting. I'm sure there'll be some funny phone calls during uh, during the week. Yeah. And, and last week was Brad's 200. And I'm happy to share a little insight here for Knights HQ. Adam sent Brad a congratulations, all the best in his 200 video, just after we'd finished recording. And he goes, hey, that's not anywhere near where we'll be playing. I don't want him to send that video if we're playing. I'm not wishing him good luck. <laughs> they're so competitive, those two. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. You can see they've got the same passion for the game. And, well, you know what? Imagine playing them when they're playing together. Oh. Playing them together. Would it be pretty ferocious up the middle? The two little blokes going at you, they'd be like little, they'd get around your ankles. I know that. Both of them tackling pretty hard at you. I don't think they'd go well with the current judiciary regime because I think they both like to put their dukes up a bit. Yeah, I reckon they would have a bit of loading, just a, just a tad. A few points of back, grade ones. And, yeah, that, they might be able to... Out of pocket, a bit of cash, I'd imagine. One of the things around Parramatta, mate, that they've changed their game in the last few weeks is moving Papalihi to the middle. I think yeah. that's really added a different element to their game. Obviously, they haven't had Re- Regan Campbell-Gillard in there. So I'm going to be, it's going to be interesting bringing Regan Campbell-Gillard back, whether they push Papalihi back to the edge, um, whether they play him through the middle, because he's been a real unsung hero for them this year. And he's added a different element for them through the middle. So that's probably something which sticks out to me. I go, okay, if Regan comes back... Where are they going to play Papalihi and how is that going to affect their game? Because he's been such a tireless worker for them, particularly when they've lost Reid Marnie at hooker. Young Lassik has played a really good role there. So it's going to be interesting to see how it pans out. He could easily be the boy of the year, Papalihi, I'd say, Beds. He's been good. Oh, yeah. He'd be right up there in the top couple. He's he's consistent with his performances. He suits where the game's at at the moment. You love when, you no, know, I wouldn't say the club's taken a pun on him, but if they've gone and identified him, that he'd be a really good suit for their club. And hasn't he what? He, he's, a, he's a real danger man for us on Sunday. He adds a lot of X factor to their, to their team and a lot of the quick play the balls that, you know, Moses is looking for and Dylan Brown are looking for on the back of Papali'i. So, yeah, he's someone that he must be extremely hard to tackle and, you know, getting all the tackle tech and how you, how you do it. You, you obviously got to do it together and, you know, you can't be one out when you're tackling Isaiah because he's, uh, he's just such a strength. So, yeah, he will have to be watched. The teams have probably dropped you know, now. and you know, It's four o'clock on a, on a Tuesday here when we're doing this podcast. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they have got there and if there is any surprises. One of the things, Frankie, I think that I try and compare this time of the year to last time of the year in the teams. And I always saw our team go into finals last year and I, I believe a lot of the players thought that they had to be the one to turn the game or they had to be the one to, to fix something or if things weren't going our way, someone had to come, out, come up with something. The big difference for me with our team going in this year to the finals, I think the players now understand that they don't have to solve it themselves. And I think last year you saw a lot of players try and come up with a big play or rush out of the line and force an error. Sure, that might happen at the end of the game, but 
I think in the in last year that was what put us in a bad position. I think this year you see a lot more of a controlled, clear vision for our team, and that's how it's played in, in my eyes. When I when I watch our team now, it seems like it, there's a bit of trust there, and it's and it's really comforting for me knowing going into the performance on the weekend that the team kind of has a bit of an identity and knows what they want to do and they trust each other. And I think that's something which I hoped I didn't see last year. It, it's a great word to use this time of the year, Bed. You say defence wins big games and nailing and icing those moments. That's easier when you do have that trust that Mac had just spoke about. Well, you, you need trust as a defensive team because you need the person next to you to do it with you. So that's the best thing about the game for me is defence because you need everyone to play their role and you need everyone to, to trust each other and know that if you, you know, if you overchase, you, someone's going to be there for you and you're working together, you're, you're understanding, you know, you need your line to all work together and attack-wise, you've got someone that can do a bit of brilliance from an individual point of view, but you need everyone in your defensive line to work hard and it starts with your kick chase and all those things that we need and that, I think that's what we feel like we are. We, we know what we are from that point of view. We're, we're a gritty team in that sort of sense. So we get back to that, we're going to start really well and semi-finals and just so exciting for these players to, to see that you know, a lot of their hard work on the back of last year and back-to-back semi-finals for them. They're not con- they're not content with that. I don't think anyone in the club's content with that. We want to, you know, want to go at least another step forward and keep improving and get to see it this week. And, and you, your practices, are how you uh, how you play, and you know, we're practicing pretty well. As we finish out, boys, we've talked about Papa Lee being one of the one of the dangers for Parramatta. We've got to pin someone for the Knights that whilst we're not expecting them to do anything other than their their required job. Who is that person that is going to be key? I'm going to suggest one to you that's bouncing around like he's in his early 20s, not in his 30s, into his ninth semi-final series. Mitchell Pearce, he's cock-a-hoop up here at the moment. Uh, Bedsy, let's talk a little bit about that lens. I love what he's doing at the moment where, point of view, he, he's owning everything. Like, if, if he goes, no, nah, that's not right, I'll take that, we'll improve that. And he's, he's helping everyone else get the job done as well and understanding where his role sits in the team. So, you know, he's kicking well, he's, you know, he's very clear day-to-day as well. It's just not on the footy field. He's been a pleasure to be around and he's leading the club really well and he understands his, his, his role within the team. And that's the biggest biggest thing for Mitch at the moment. And I just want to make a quick mention of Suwaso Sue. Jesse Sue uh, played the game for a while now, and this will be his first semi-final series. So you want to talk about that that little punch off the bench with a bit of footwork, a bit of difference for us. Uh, Jesse is that. And I'm really looking forward to seeing him on, on Sunday. They don't come around every year, these semis, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him uh, out there performing for the Knights. You make a good point there, Bedsy, around Mitchell in regards to knowing his role. Because I think in the past, he's come through an era at this club where he's not had to overplay, but he had to be the main man. And I think me watching the game now, he's starting to allow other people to come into the game and bringing players into the game. And I think that's hard to make that transition sometimes because sometimes there'll be games where you're not doing enough or you're doing too much and trying to find that balance. Then also because you're not having as many shots or possessions, the pressure's on you to execute the ones that you have, yep. which I think on the weekend, Mitchell... I mean, against the Titans, he did that. He kicked a 40-20, he scored a nice try, kicked a field goal. There's just three occasions where, look, Mitchell didn't have a lot of possessions, but they were really effective when he did. And I believe that that's probably the difference for Mitchell, and it's really exciting this weekend. Yeah, it's exciting. The one thing he hasn't quite nailed yet is his lost and found department. It would be remiss of me not to give you some some bubble insight here. I've got his trackies over there. I can jump her inside. 
<laughs> yeah, mate. The other day he was looking for his boots and they were in his backpack on his back. He was uh, very, very confused. Actually, let me leave you with one. He walked in with a nice black jumper on the other day. He was very proud of it. It just ha- so happened to be Jaden Braley's jumper that he left in one of the vans. And Braley's, Braley's being someone who's fairly conservative with his money, he said, hey, mate, that's my jumper. And Mitchell thought, oh, I just... I was breaking it in for you, just wearing it. So uh, he's had some great touches up here, the Jew. He's been fantastic. And nine series, nine final series, he, he knows what to bring. Yeah. Boys, it's been a wonderful preview. We thank you for your time. It's, it's very exciting to see what the Knights are going to do. And it's been great to get a great insight from Alex McKinnon and Danny Baderas. We'll take a break. On the other side of the break in the Knights HQ, we will find out the Fast Five, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights. Support the red and blue and stay safe with the Knights reversible triple-layered face mask featuring breathable material and a comfortable nose wire. Available online at shop.newcastleknights.com.au. Welcome back, Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights. Alex McKinnon's about to find out what Fast Five works. He, he had fast feet on the field, Danny Badera, so he should be good at the Fast Five, surely. Yeah, fullback, halfback, centre, played everywhere. I did. Utility value. Utility somewhere. And then I found my feet. So You sure did. You found them well and truly. Uh, the health, <laughs> health and fitness philosophy brought to you by Balance Collective. Maka, you're going to start and ask uh, Bedsy the first question. Bedsy, you've been in Newcastle for a long time. What's your favourite thing to do? Well, I like a beer. Did I say Still City? Still City beer. I like that. That's just out. So I love the Burwood. The Burwood feels like when we played footy, the Burwood is like our our sort of clubhouse. Barry Barry Bradley was the publican. The culture that was set then was at the pub. It was such a bonding moment. I remember with about a minute to go, two minutes on the on the on the clock, watching the clock count down going, yes, only a minute and a half to we go to the Burwood. I was that excited about going to the Burwood. So I love the zoo. The other thing I like to do is wake up pretty early, go for a bit of a walk and then tick off a bit of activity. Have an early swim. And then maybe a bit of lunch at, you've got to say, Harry's Schnitzels. That's something you have to do in Newcastle. Go get a schnitzel from Harry's. And then why not go for another swim into a beer at the Burwood? How good? What a day. What are the balance for? <laughs> you can work for Newcastle Tourism, I'm sure of it. <laughs> now, we're going to send you a bill, Steel City, because every week it gets a plug. Just someone slides it in there somewhere. I am disappointed you didn't meet coffee because you're a genuine bean hunter. There'd have to be a coffee somewhere to keep the balance, wouldn't there? Yeah, you're right. I've got to slip into uh, Lords, Lords down there on Beaumont Street and see Big Brownie very quickly and giving everyone a plug at the moment. No, and Goldbergs. You've got to think about the institutions in Newcastle. Goldbergs. Righto. Well, we had to cut Bedsy off there because he was just about to start giving his hair product a plug and then he's going to do clothes and we didn't know where it was going to end up. But obviously there's lots of good things to do in Newcastle. Bedsy, what's your favourite movie of all time? So many good ones. Oh, what's it last night? A Star is Born's pretty good. Oh, what's it? I just I was laying in bed last night. It came on. Um, just reminded me of that, how good that was. It's pretty good. You got Braveheart. You got those ones back in the day. But to be honest, I do not watch many movies anymore. I'm a, a bit of a Netflix person, so I, I get in that. I'm into Ozarks. I love Ozarks. Animal Kingdom. Have you watched Yellowstone Bed? Oh, Yellowstone. I can't wait. It comes back on pretty soon. So it's only a couple of weeks. How good is Yellowstone? Can't wait. Can't wait for that to come back on either. We can do a series just on what Bedsy's watching. Uh, very good, mate. You've been a lot of places in the world with teams and living. Um, what's your favourite team outside of the NRL? Right, I, I like basketball, right? So I'm a bit of an NBA fan, but my team never goes that well, but I just 
it's another going to come good. It's uh, the New York Knicks. I like watching the Knicks, but um, that's random. I know that's real random. But when I was a young kid, my mum and dad bought me a New York Knicks flag. I don't know why, because I was riding the basketball. I used to play for the Tari Tornadoes. I was very small. I had about a three-point shot. That's all I had. Make it rain. But I was a big basketball fan growing up. So, yeah, the New York Knicks. I love a bit of baseball. I love American sports. And I know the gridiron or the NFL is about to start back up, but I'm a mad keen fan of that as well. But uh, And living in the UK, I support the Leeds United soccer team over there, the footy team. I'm loath to ask this, Mac, because it's just another chance for a plug. What's your favourite drink? Okay, funny you should say that. I can't go give that a free plug, but, I've, yeah, I do like a, a nice relaxing beer just to talk all things to finish off the day and see yeah. how the day went. But I also have an opportunity to start my day with the Wolfpack, which is the Wolfpack is Big Chief, Steve Crow, Mark Hughes, Kirk Gids, Jared O'Doherty, Bill Peden, all these guys. We train in the morning at 6 and then we have a coffee to start the day with a swim in the water there at Merriweather. It's one of my favourite parts of the day, that favourite coffee. Now, I like a good coffee as well. You can't go past that. A few friends and coffee, it's exactly what I said. That's exactly right, mate. Beds, who was your hero growing up? Yeah, funny, I left home when I was pretty young, Max. So I left home when I was 15 to go to Newcastle. So my mum and dad, I... I love my mum and dad, so I didn't um, for, for letting me go. Really, I love mum and dad for letting me go to go to Newcastle. So um, I didn't spend. I loved hanging around my brother. He was two years older, Brock. So I loved uh, you know worshipped him growing up. And but sporting wise, uh, this is going to be real bizarre. But I'm in Queensland, right? And someone I really loved watching in Origin. I played for New South Wales, but Wally Lewis this is someone I just loved watching play. Just the way. He took on the game and took on all, all comers. And I don't know, they, as Queensland do, they, they always make themselves the underdog and poor Queensland. But Wally just carried them on his back and had so many victories for, for Queensland. So I love the way he played. Um, but, yeah, as far as heroes as such, that's, you know, sporting sporting identities. There's a few, but I love watching and learning off different ones. And But I never had a one-and-out-and-out and out hero, I guess you could say. Mate, there, that's big audio there. We'll be sending that through to the Queensland team that Danny Badera is saying, hail, hail the King Wally Lewis. Didn't that's, say that. All I always sure? said <laughs> watching the King go about his work. But hey, I, if you've got another hour, I can talk about New South Wales. I can talk about how we uh, <laughs> New South Wales. We've got plenty of them. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than do that, maybe you could just wrap us up with a health and fitness philosophy brought to you by Balance Collective. What's your outlook on a fitness philosophy? You know what? I just spoke about it there. So it's a little bit of high intensity range of movement training. Okay. So whether or not it's outdoors or it might be 20, 25 minutes of different stations. And that might be from a burpee, do it to time, do it to some music. And then at the end, definitely get in that ocean and then talk for a bit of mental well-being. I think that's the biggest part for to kick off my day. You talk about physical health, so we tick that box, jump in the water at the beach there, bit of well-being, mental, and then sit down, have a coffee and talk about what used to be the world used to be like and what the world's like now. And I think it's a great way to connect with your mates. How good's that, Maka? I, I could do that every day. You want to wake up tomorrow morning, Frank, and we can do that. You know that. Well, you know what? I actually have been to the gym at the same time that Bedsy frequents it, but he goes a little bit too hard for me. My little hamstrings would pop off. Can I just tell you something about your co-host there, Maka? So Frank loves a chat. We all know how Frankie loves a chat. So there's two things he doesn't speak at. 
is number one is the gym. So you go to the gym and you say, hey, Frankie, what's going on? He just blanks you. Doesn't blank you. I don't know why he's listening to this mode. He's got his earphones on. I don't know what he's listening to. And when I go to the meal room, I go to the meal room and he eats by himself, sits by himself and doesn't talk to anyone. So every now and then we all need a recharge from a, or a Frankie recharge. But that's when we go to just get a little bit of silence, don't we, mate? Mate, there's, there's two answers. I can't breathe in the gym, so I'm not going to try and speak when I can't breathe. And I grew up in a big family. You ate fast or you went hungry. So you sat and you ate on your own. You eat with your fingers a lot. I'm sure you can pick up, you can say a few things about me as well. You're the boss. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I didn't realise I was being so closely monitored though, Mac, or I'll be very mindful where I hey, my habits. Me. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> no, I'm not going to try that, Mac. That would be a very, very silly move by myself. Boys, that has been a very good insight into the Fast Five. We're just about to wind it out at the back end. On the other side of the break, we're going to give away a Knights jersey. Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights. Be quick and grab an official O'Neill's fan pack with all of your favourites in one convenient bundle. Pack includes a Knights men's away jersey, navy media polo, training t-shirt, lightweight jacket and more. Buy online at shop.newcastleknights.com.au. Only $199.95. You save $265.05. Hurry only while stock lasts. Welcome back. We're right down the back straight now. Knights HQ, the official podcast. The only way to find out about what's happening in the walls of the Newcastle Knights. We've been pretty excited about this, what we're about to do, because we've really built it up over the last few months. And it's a special moment when you get to win a Newcastle Knights signed jersey. We've got a big drum roll with an announcement. Congratulations to Kate Myers. You've won the signed 2022 Knights jersey. Keep an eye on your Instagram DMs because the club will be in contact very soon to let you know how to claim your prize. If you want to go into a prize in the future, if you'd like to enjoy some of the band that we do here on Knights HQ, send us your questions or your thoughts to media at newcastleknights.com.au. Also, subscribe, leave a message, do whatever you like. Just would prefer a pretty good rating. The best way to get the podcast is via the Newcastle Knights website. So jump on that. That's the easiest way. We thank Maxwell Recruitment and Training for being a part of the year, the sponsors and the supporters here. Danny Baderas, thank you for your time. It's a busy time heading into finals. We appreciate it. Thank you, Frank. Appreciate being on here, mate. I've had a, a good time. And Macca, it's an absolute privilege to have you as a co-pilot. I really appreciate it. I am a bit disappointed. You seem to enjoy Betsy ripping into me a little bit too much then. I didn't really go that hard, did I? Please, come on. Hey, mate, thank you for coming on. Enjoy the finals. We love getting it through your lens and Hope you um, enjoyed as much as we will on Sunday when the Knights take on the Parramatta Eels. Looking forward to it, mate. Looking forward to it. Can't wait. Thanks, Macca. Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights. Go the Knights! Knights HQ needs you. Rate and review wherever you listen.